Avatar lovers, this is Jonathan and this is the unofficial Avatar podcast where we talk all things Avatar. We'll go deep into the majestic plains of Pandora, all the way to the uncharted planet of Polyphemus. With me, my co-host with the co-most, Kate Johnson. (laughs) Kate Jonathan. (laughs) For some reason in my notepad, I've written Kate, John, and then it's automatically corrected to Jonathan and I read (laughs) Jonathan. That's annoying. Kate Johnson. I like it. Hello, Jonathan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. You loving Avatar? Uh, Loving it even more every day. I actually, yeah. um, I went on to Tree of Souls this morning, the forum, yep. had a bit of a gander, also the official Avatar website, um, just been reading up on, you know, all the latest updates, keeping my head in the game, so to speak. Absolutely. Getting ready for December this year. Pumping it up. Avatar yeah. 2. Mm-hmm. Very exciting time. So why not, you know, why not a great time to start a podcast about Avatar, the only avatar podcast in the world cannot stress this enough the only avatar podcast that's i'm so excited this episode we have a a very special guest yep today we will be speaking with frank hamster ex-military comedian he's a triple threat (laughs) uh please welcome frank hamster hi guys hello fellow avatarians how are you very good Hello, frank How well, are you? thank you oh man i'm great i i just woke up this morning full of energy uh kissed my ficus plant went out into the backyard and hopefully uh <laughs> it was descended upon by seeds of my neighbor's um deciduous uh, uh what do they call it lebanese spruce that he's got going on there that seems to be falling uh, fronds everywhere so i i went out into the yard and tried to to uh, connect with the tree of life and got told off by my greek neighbor it was great How's everyone? <laughs> You've got your own sort of Pandora rainforest at your house, do you? Oh, sort of. Um, you know, everyone thinks I'm mad, but I get right into this uh, whole environmental stuff and connecting with the earth and that kind of thing. Um, it's not something that one can do via the internet, but getting out there and putting your hands inside the potting mix uh, is, is really, really healthy even though it does say in small writing can contain microbes and cause diseases down the track like coronavirus and things like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah, you know, life's short. Enjoy what diseases? Oh, you can get all kinds of... What diseases of, do you get from dirt? From potting mix. Yeah. <laughs> e. <Yeah>. e. coli. <laughs> Especially uh, if you've got cuts on your hands. Golden staff. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the sort of things that that uh, the uh, inhabitants of Pandora would be immune to because Most of their connection, their connection to nature. Have you ever had an E. coli or golden staff before? Or is it like a deadly one? I grew up in Ballarat. Of course I've had E. coli um, and golden <laughs> staff. That's in the Creswick Pool, you know. Everyone knows about golden staff in the Creswick Pool. So, yeah, E. coli, golden staff. Had it for breakfast. You've had it all. Absolutely. Golden staff's the one you get in hospital too a lot. Like you when can. you go to hospital with something else, often you end up with staff. Well, yeah, you it? get it in a hospital if you if the interns, you know, got a, like a dull spoon instead of a, a clean suture or whatever. Um, dirty yep. hospitals is what I'm trying to say. Mm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 
not not well, the sort of thanks for sorry go on I mean, no, no, I'm, in, I'm interrupting you. I'm, I'm just, I'm really excited about uh, what you're going to potentially ask me with regards to Avatar. <laughs> All right, let's let's do it. So, firstly, you've watched it twice. Twice, uh, just recently, twice. Yes, um, it's 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 a fascinating movie. I think it's in, an incredible story, brilliantly filmed. A great money-making vehicle, however, uh, there were a couple of things about the uh, representation of the military people that really annoyed me. Um, because these guys yep. weren't an army; they're private security guards, you know. So the whole time, yes. watching, yeah, I'm thinking, oh, this they're is not what government. Circo's... It's not a government agency. They're it's like not. Um, this is circo, guns. man. These are like Circo. Dogs for hire. It's Circo on Manus Island, treating the refugees like shit. That's what it is. It's just uh, roided up uh, ex-soldiers of fortune or people that couldn't get into the real army because they've got a litany of crimes or a really low IQ. And they're like, hey, let's join this private army, go to Pandora and shoot some blue people. You know, assholes, man. All because they're getting yeah. paid big bucks. That's very interesting because I always thought it was military, but that makes complete sense. That's like, is it almost like an ICE or a, Absolutely. Uh, what we're hearing about in America? Well, I prefer to say Circo. Like Circo, I don't yeah. know if you ever come across a Circo guard, but like... No, what's Circo? Circo is a private firm that supplies uh, um, guards and whatnot to various Australian government institutions they're british based but they basically employ the unemployable and they put those unemployable employed people in charge of very very uh vulnerable human beings now that's what's going on on pandora here you've got some really really vulnerable blue people right these really really cool sexy eight foot tall slim slender blue people being hacked on by these rude, obnoxious, roided-up circo guards, and the only person with a sense of moral decency is the one dude that's actually a marine, and that's Jake. That's very true. He is marine, and he has the one with the heart in it. He sees all. Absolutely. Right? Meanwhile, the other ones. I hadn't thought of it that way. That he's yeah he. He's the only one that is actually a Marine, isn't he? No one yeah, else and, is in that. And all he wanted yeah. was his legs back. And they got the technology to give him his legs back. And they say, we'll give you your legs back if you help us wipe out these dudes so we can get the unobtainium. But he knows it's just a ruse. I'm never going to give him his legs back. But if he fell, fell in love with the people of Pandora and then gets buried under the tree of life, well, magic happens. So who's on, who's on the beautiful story? Who's on the winning side? You know, Jake or you know the, the the crappy circo guards with that shit actor from that crap James Woods film that I can't remember the name of. Um, I can't remember that actor's name. God damn it! The one that plays the, the Colonel guy. The Colonel guy, yeah. Um, yeah uh, God, he's so day, shit. Like he's such Stephen a sh- Lang, Colonel yeah, Miles Quaritch. That's Stephen it, Stephen. Stephen, yeah. Whatever, Stephen Cocaine, yeah, um, asshole man, asshole. 
Yeah. He played that character very well. He was very unlikable. And you you relate to Jake Sully, do you, Frank? I do relate to Jake. I do. Do you see, do I, you see, a, do you see a bit of yourself in Jake? Well, I don't see a bit of myself in Jake in as much as, like, because he looks like Sam Worthington. Um, but what I do see is this compassion that he has for people that are vulnerable. Now, any decent soldier that's being sent to a foreign land to do a job on behalf of his government or country has to have enough compassion to know the difference between, you know, helping people or winning over their hearts and minds or totally destroying their fucking villages and killing their babies and women, right? You've got to know, you've got to have a clear line of delineation between rape and murder and helping people, you know, out and, Get, get them fed and that kind of stuff. And Jake's got that. Jake can tell the difference between brigandage, which is murdering, raping and burning villages, and helping people out winning the hearts and minds, right? Not many soldiers, know the, di- not many soldiers know the difference between that, right? And they think, Do you oh, think Jake knew that going in? Of course he did. Or do you think he, he learnt it when he was with the, the Navi? He, he, I reckon, he's always he, been that no, guy. he knew that going in, and I'll tell you why. Uh, okay, he went in as an avatar. Yep. We have a very similar system in the military right now. Uh, you guys have heard of drones, haven't you? Yeah, drones. So, what did you say? You cut out for a second. You, drones. Drones. Oh, yeah. Okay, now, drone pilots. Drone planes that will drop bombs on villages in Afghanistan, blow up a wedding, that kind of thing. We've all read about it in the news, yeah? Have you ever spoken to a drone pilot? Have you ever met a drone pilot? Uh are you you weren't a drone pilot? No, I was not. You're the only person connected to the military. That okay, I know, so okay. The answer is no. Right. I had I had the um fortunate experience to meet a drone pilot many years ago in Adelaide who was working for the Americans and he told me in no uh, with no shadow of doubt that he is visited almost nightly by the souls or the ghosts of the people that he's killed and he's killed literally thousands of people now Jake if this is okay this Avatar set in 2152 or whatever, Jake would have been militarily instructed about what drone pilots went through a century before. He would have known the psychological dangers of getting into someone else's skin and committing crimes, committing acts of murder, committing acts of burning down villages. And he would have known that that would have completely psychologically ruined him. So he wasn't going to go down that path. Absolutely. He was not going to and go down that And it was maybe a mistake. Absolutely. It was maybe a mistake by the um, the the colonel to actually put him in that world because I, I imagine there might be a, a, an e, like it might feel disconnected if you're just in a control room guiding a missile or a drone. But I imagine if you're actually in the skin and you've made them the same colour as your, your enemy things are going to, it's going to be a problem for them. But, You're going to connect to them more. Yeah. But was it a mistake for the colonel putting Jake in there? Because the people of Pandora... Well, he wanted intelligence. Are, 
He did. But here's the thing. The people of Pandora are very spiritual. If you you believe in a supreme deity, if you believe in a god, then God has a plan. And maybe Jake was just, or the colonel putting Jake in, was just fulfilling God's plan for the people of Pandora to save them. We don't know this. But if, if that's Absolutely. their if that's their spiritual belief, you can get caught up in that even if you're a non believer. You know, they kept mm. they kept calling them Absolutely. tree huggers. Tree huggers, like it's some sort of Hey? No, no, keep talking. Yeah, they kept calling the people of Pandora tree huggers, like it's a a a, sl- a slight, a swear word, like something bad. You know, to, to have faith or believe in a tree or, you know, to believe in spirituality, to believe in the God of the earth or something like that was it's something to be frowned upon. What sort of message does that well, that's send? that's the reason at the beginning um, that uh, the, I've forgotten what her name is, Zoe Saldana's character. That's the reason that she doesn't shoot Jake with an arrow because the... Um, Awa, their god, speaks to her through that jellyfish thing that comes out of the tree. Of yeah, the seeds. The, the, um, and it like lands from the on tree. the... Yeah. yeah. And that's that's, that's mind-blowing. That he's good. Mm. Well, not it just... Was, it's all part, all part of God's plan. Well, that's it. Yeah, and this is, what, this is what they believe, yeah. right? This is what they believe. Uh, Jake was a chosen one. You know, he was sent to save them. Mm. He was sent to save them. And the fact that the, the shitty colonel from the from the shitty Circo guards decided to send him, well, that's part of God's plan too, you know? Absolutely. How do you, um, well, what do you think of the, of the, of the, of the suit of armour that oh. the colonel wears? Is there anything that you've come across that's similar does that excite you? That 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 big machinery armor. Tell us about that. That doesn't do that doesn't that? excite me. But I can t- tell you that the military has been working on that kind of shit for about twenty years, trying to per- perfect some sort of um, what they call exoskeleton or exosuit that'll enhance and protect amplified mobility platform. That that's exactly that what it is. Yeah, an amplified mobility platform. Where did you get that, Kate? I thought that I thought that um, was classified. I got that. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the Avatar wiki page. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. It's on right. Avatar.fandom.com. See Avatar, where it gets into the military. It's you know they're able to unredact certain things, which is very <laughs> always- exciting. It's that's the history that, that, of the AMP suit as it as it applies to Avatar. That's what they've got here. Well, that's the sort of things that the military would love to have. Um, I mean, I, I worked for a, an officer at one time that was obsessed with cloning. Like he he just uh, his whole mission in life is to perfect cloning technology, so they can find the perfect soldier and then just clone that guy a million times. You know, like something out of um, Star Wars. That is terrifying. Absolutely that terrifying. That is so scary. Absolutely terrifying. But at least then you know 
in the future you won't be recruited for wars. They'll just clone the soldiers. Um, whereas the next war... I, f- I feel sorry for that one guy, though. <laughs> I feel sorry for him if he gets cloned a million times and sent into battle. You'd feel sorry for him. Well, you kind of would, wouldn't you? You know, because there's all these other soldierly mates that he has to go in a battle with all look like him and he doesn't know... I mean, who are you going to save? Like, if you've got a choice of saving you or saving you, uh, who do you save? You better just do my head in. I'd, I'd shoot, shoot, shoot myself in the face um, uh, rather than watch myself <laughs> yeah. die. Like, yeah, I, I had it out as one deal Twice. With it. I know. Well, that's it. And, I mean, if you've yeah. got a whole battalion of you and, you know, the whole battalion of you gets nuked and you're watching, you know, 2,000 of you vaporise, that can't be fun. Um Oh my gosh, imagine a battalion of Kates or a battalion of Jonathans (laughs) or a battalion of Franks. Oh yeah, Yeah. it'd just be, well, yeah. It'd be a a fun party, but but not a a fun, um, you know. Imagine all the avatar discussions we could have. Oh, well. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, I mean. If there's a million of us, we could have maybe. There's just like so many. But back to avatar, I mean, really, it's second highest grossing film adjusted for inflation of all time, right? Of all time. Um, Number one, Gone with the Wind. And it's interesting that both films are essentially about civil war, Um, although one civil war is being uh, forced on another people and they're trying to turn them into slaves, Mm. relocate them, take their land, you know. This is a familiar theme uh, that white people have been dealing with for millennia. moving about the globe, moving people out, creating genocide, extracting all their stuff, moving on to the next bit of, bit of turf, you know. And um, mm. what can you say about, about a movie that has Sigourney Weaver in it? Sigourney Weaver is box office gold. I mean, every film that <laughs> she's been in, from Ghostbusters to Aliens to Aliens 3, right, just box office smash hits. So you can't have a film about aliens on a foreign planet without having Sigourney Weaver in it, right? It's just a thing. Absolutely. Um, She's yeah. fantastic. I like how she wears that Stanford shirt all the time, all throughout the film. Even as an yeah. avatar, she's wearing a Stanford shirt. It's so I know. unnecessary. I know. Um, well, they did, I, I think it's but because James Cameron went there, did, didn't she? Didn't James Cameron go there? Yeah, or did I she think go Sigourney there? Weaver did too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, really? Maybe they both well, do. But, I mean, it's it's wishful thinking to think that Stanford University will still be around in 2152, but, you know, you've got to have hope. And what mm. do the Navi care about her, like, pedigree of where she went to school? It's I know, strange right? to me. They couldn't give a shit. But I think they do appreciate <laughs> education, but not where she got that yeah. education. Just knowledge. No, they yeah. love knowledge. You know, they have song she the school into Pandora. She did a lot of things. Speaking of studying as well, Kate, you've done a bit of studying with um, the philosophy of Avatar. Yes, I've been reading a book called Avatar and Philosophy, uh, which has various themes. Um, previously, I have spoken about Marxism in Avatar. Today, yeah. I have looked at uh, just war theory. An Avatar, which is a theory by Thomas Hobbes, uh, who was an old English philosopher in the 17th century, um, and the kind of philosopher that we 
get a lot of like he has this theory about the social contract which speaks a lot to how we operate today um basically thomas hobbes is kind of the the colonel um the colonel has a similar opinion on war and the social contract to thomas hobbes so you know how before they go into pandora the colonel's describing the place to his soldiers and he's like you know, like normal rules and morality don't apply here. I, I actually pulled a quote. I've got a pull quote and I'm going to read it to you. Um, Every living thing that crawls, flies or squats in the mud wants to kill you and eat your eyes for jujubes. I think jujubes are a lolly of some kind. Yep. Um, Thomas Hobbes had a theory about the state of nature, which is basically how the colonel views Pandora. So the state of nature is like the state you imagine yourself in if there was no authority ever like no political authority no government like everyone is equal basically I mean you might have certain physical or intellectual characteristics which are an advantage or a disadvantage but from a power perspective without like a government everyone is equal and in this state of nature Hobbes thinks we would naturally end up as enemies of one another so we'd be like fighting over resources or whatever, basically survival of the fittest. Um, but like fighting over resources. Every person. This is what man, yeah. the animal, does, you know. This is the animal within us. I've always felt that we should seek to destroy our natural animal instincts instead of making excuses for them. Now, what you're saying there, Kate, is absolutely perfectly true. And uh, our colonel friend in saying something like everything that flies, crawls and squats is going to want to kill you, um, that sets up a soldier's mind for battle and to be prepared for death. You do get military leaders that will say completely the opposite. And I know of one commander uh, during the, the Gulf War, 2003, said before going into Iraq, reminded all of his soldiers that this is the cradle of the world's great religions. You're entering the lands of Mesopotamia. Some of these villages are 4,000 years old. Please show some respect. And then you get other commanders that will say, kill everything you see. Um, it's, it's Because all... they don't see, I guess, the colonel, like in this movie, for example, he doesn't see war or like what they're doing as morally wrong in any way. Like his obligation is only to his own social contract, which is to his people and his world. When he goes and sees the Navi, he doesn't see that he owes them anything. And they're in this state that war is okay in that scenario in his mind. Yep, you are spot on. To Uh him, it's totally fine. Where is his moral compass? Now, this is a man that was probably... You know, back on earth, raised a Christian, Southern Baptist perhaps, something like that. Where where's, where do his morals come from? He's just following the letter of the law. He thinks that, that following the rules is the way to go. Now, social contracts are very interesting in that respect, aren't they? There are some rules that are worth following and some rules that you shouldn't follow no matter what, you know? Um there's kind can, of like, can... and if there, a social understanding of, like, the only reason, like, this Thomas Hobbes guy thinks 
the only reason there's morality or right and wrong is because our social contract um, is basically a compromise that we've made with everyone else to say, well, okay, I won't steal from you if you won't steal from me. This is a compromise I'm willing to make that's in my own interest just so we can all get along. Therefore, stealing's bad. That's where morality comes from for him. It comes from that social contract. Whereas it's a bit, is it a bit? Don't do to others that you wouldn't do to yourself, yeah, or that you wouldn't want done to you. Is that the, the main purpose social of just contract? Yeah, the getting old along. Rule. Well, I mean, getting then, along is not that hard. Um, but there are there are times when you do have to go and punch someone in the back of the head, though. Um, not that I'm saying that the people have <laughs> when have you? what, what times are these? Well, there are there are times when you. I've been thinking about it. Okay, if you see someone walking through a supermarket today, uh, in in Melbourne, not wearing a mask and spitting on the fresh fruit and vegetables while everyone is masked up and nervous as fuck, then that person deserves to be punched in the back of the head. There's no other way with dealing with such a cretin. Uh, you can't reason with such a person. You can't talk them down. You can't escort them out. You can't be nice to them. So, yeah, punch in the back of the head is what's required. Uh, but that's the, the people Kate, of Pandora. Kate Johnson, you're, a, you're the most anti-violent person I know. How would you deal with that situation? <laughs> I definitely try and talk them down first, I feel, from a safe distance. Uh, yeah. Maybe reason with them. I feel like people respond to reason very well when you give yeah, them a chance when or some, when they give you a do. chance some to do. speak. Except, except the ones that go, nah, it's all, but what happened if you, you looked you in the eye, Kate? That's the big bloody conspiracy. You got your head in the sand, you bloody sheeple. You bloody sheeple. That's what you are. Now, you can't reason with that sort of a person. Yeah, reason with that, Kate. <laughs> all right. Well, what I would do is, hello, ma'am. Have you ever heard of a philosopher called Thomas Hobbes? Oh, well, you've been reading it sounds like you're books. following a similar theory. <laughs> yeah, you nerd. Security. Yeah, book people. See, then the security um, comes along and punches them in the back, back of the head, head. No, and that's what they needed no. all along. Then there security, I start reasoning with them with backup. That's all. Ah, Okay. There's but a threat of violence, perhaps, but there's no actual violence. So you need the threat of violence to get what you want. <laughs> but also the threat of violence is technically violence too. So, so I don't know, the, I'm screwed, basically. Yeah, I was going to say, that's China's position. The threat of violence, you know, constantly there. Let's let's threaten the whole world. We won't do anything, but let's just remind people that we're going to do it. You know, doesn't work. Never works. Direct action is what works. And that's what Jake did. Jake took direct action, right? He found the biggest, toughest motherfucker on that planet and thought, I'm going to connect with you and I'm going to lead everyone on this land to fight these circo guards, right? I can't remember the name of that, that big creature, the, the freaking dragon. Taruk. Taruk, yeah. Taruk, Man, the last I, shadow you'll ever see. Yeah, and I love how they can just plug their ponytail in and go, right, hey, let's, let's hook up, we're doing this. And the animals go, okay, you're a superior being, let's do it. And, yeah, as soon as everyone um, on Pandora saw that he'd hooked up with Taruk, they were like, oh, we're going to follow that dude. 
We have to follow this dude. Mm. If he can hook up with the biggest creature on our planet and make it bend to his will, then he's going to take on these Circo guards and this peroxided freaking moron in his uh, um, armoured personnel suit, right? We're going to fuck them up. Uh, and that's exactly what they did. And they did. And they used nature. If Taruk was available to me in the supermarket, I might have I might have tried the Taruk strategy. Well, this is it. But I've Kay. never come if across you, a Taruk. If you had Taruk, okay, you would not need Specifically to Taruk, nothing else. Right? And, <laughs> and there wouldn't even be the threat of violence, right? You're just sitting on Taruk and you could say, hey, dude, put a mask on. <laughs> yeah, sure. Hey, hey, here, I've got 10 on. Man. Coronavirus gone, well, you know. You should buy a rock wheeler, Kate, and just ha- walk it around with you and just be like, put a mask on, please. And then... So I've solved that. Um, that brings us to the end of the Avatar podcast, the oh, Avatar uh, unofficial podcast. I know. Um, it was it was great. We might have you back on. If you've got more Avatar theories, Frank, would love to have you back. Oh, look, um, uh, what a wonderful time. It's been a pleasure. I would love to come back on and discuss everything Avatar because I love uh, in, uh, talking to fellow Avatarians and um, anything that's blue is good. You know, eat the blue pill, wear the blue <laughs> yeah. tie, put on a blue suit, look at the blue sky and just thank God that you're living on a place that's kind of like Pandora, but full of asshole circo guards that we've got to get rid of. And that's, I'm Frank Hamster, and that's why. Wow. <laughs> that's amazing. Thanks so much. If you want to um, look more up on Avatar, please go to treeofsouls.com. There's lots of Avatar forums. You'd love it. And as we always say, oh, Frank, we should get you into this. Yeah. yeah, you need to say this. You need to say this as we as we always say. Mm-hmm. As um, we always say, what? What do we say? Coruscating. I'll um, send. No, <laughs> I'll, I'll send you. I'll send you what we need to say. Yes. So it means I see you in the native Navi language, oh. and that's essentially what uh, I love you. I see you. So, uh, have you have you read it? Yeah, you see yeah, it on your... yeah. I've I've read it. Oh, that's all right. beautiful. All right. I just don't know how to pronounce it. All right. <laughs> so, to all our listeners out there, please like us on the Facebook page, subscribe, um, and as we always say to all of our listeners, men nati Thanks. Thanks, Kate. Thanks, Frank. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks, Kate. Bye-bye.